Clinical Issues by Amber Wood Sterility of Ultrasound Transmission Gel Question. Does ultrasound gel need to be sterile, or can we use non-sterile gel in a multi-dose container? Answer. Perioperative team members should use ultrasound transmission gel that is sterile and packaged for single use when infection is a concern, including 4. 1. Use on neonates or critically ill patients. 2. Interventional percutaneous procedures, for example, requiring vascular access, regional and local anesthesia, needle aspiration or localization, tissue biopsy. 3. Internal transducer procedures that contact mucous membranes, for example, endocavitary, transesophageal, transrectal, transvaginal. And 4. External examinations performed on non-intact skin or near fresh surgical sites. If gel is used inside a sterile ultrasound probe cover, the gel should be sterile. Ultrasound transmission gel that will be placed on the sterile field for an operative or other invasive procedure should be sterile. If sterile gel is not available or is not packaged for sterile delivery to the sterile field, an interdisciplinary team should perform a risk-cost-benefit analysis to determine whether it may be used on the sterile field. If non-sterile gel is inadvertently used before a procedure that warrants use of sterile gel, personnel should remove all residual gel and perform skin antisepsis. Ultrasound transmission gel is a coupling agent and is essential for performing ultrasound examinations and interventional procedures, but it also can pose a risk for infection. There have been many reports of outbreaks related to contaminated ultrasound transmission gel. Contaminated ultrasound transmission gels have caused Burkholderia cepatia complex infections and bacteremia, Staphylococcus aureus pyoderma, Mycobacterium mycelium surgical side infections, and P. aeruginosa pneumonia. Some of these outbreaks may have been caused by healthcare personnel using extrinsically contaminated non-sterile ultrasound transmission gel in multi-dose containers. However, there have been outbreaks of B. cepatia complex bacterial infections caused by contaminated gel in both non-sterile multi-dose containers and sterile single-use packages that were determined to have been intrinsically contaminated by the manufacturer. In a multi-state outbreak involving 119 patients who developed B. stobilis infections, public health officials identified the source of the outbreak as non-sterile ultrasound transmission gel that was intrinsically contaminated by the manufacturer. Investigators observed personnel using non-sterile ultrasound gel for percutaneous procedures and recommended using sterile single-use packages of gel for ultrasound examinations being performed before and during invasive percutaneous procedures. An outbreak of P. aeruginosa respiratory tract infections in 16 patients who underwent intraoperative transesophageal echocardiography during cardiac surgical procedures was associated with the use of non-sterile ultrasound gel that was intrinsically contaminated by the manufacturer. The outbreak ended when the facility changed to single-use sterile ultrasound transmission gel. Researchers conducted a national survey of infection preventionists in the United States and found that, despite recommendations to use sterile gel, 
4.4% reported that their facility did not use sterile gel for intraoperative scans. 43.3% did not use sterile gel for endocavitory scans. And 47.6% did not use sterile gel for peripheral line placement. Based on these concerning reports indicating the potential for pathogen transmission, the researchers called for change in education on the importance of appropriate use of sterile gel for patient safety. Another study investigated ultrasound gel practices in Canada and found a concerning lack of compliance with Canadian recommendations for non-sterile gel use that led to contamination. Further, there were reports of intrinsic contamination of non-sterile ultrasound gel by the manufacturer. The researchers recommended using sterile gel for invasive procedures in high-risk patients and educating healthcare personnel on the risk of infection associated with ultrasound gel. Personnel may use non-sterile gel for ultrasound examinations on intact skin. If multi-dose containers are used for non-sterile ultrasound transmission gel, the containers should be discarded, not refilled, when empty. When the container is not in use, the lid should be closed to seal it shut. The multi-dose ultrasound transmission gel container should be discarded when it expires. There is no clear guidance on the maximum time limit that personnel can use a multi-dose ultrasound transmission gel container after opening. The interdisciplinary team at the facility should consider the manufacturer's IFU and similar facility policies when determining the maximum time frame within which a multi-dose ultrasound transmission gel container must be used after opening. One option is to follow an expiration date of 28 days after opening the container, which is the recommendation for multi-dose medication vials. However, ultrasound transmission gel is not a medication. Rather, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration considers it a medical device, so the regulatory processes are different than those for medications. Non-sterile gel also may not contain antimicrobial preservatives to inhibit the growth of microorganisms. If it does, the preservative may not be effective against certain pathogens, such as S. aureus or B. cepatia complex. The interdisciplinary team should review the ultrasound transmission gel manufacturer's IFU for a time limit when determining the expiration date after opening a multi-dose gel container. However, the manufacturer may not provide the time limit for using a new container. When a time limit is determined, the team also should establish processes for labeling the container with the date it was opened and when it expires, and have a process for identifying and discarding expired items. Personnel applying non-sterile ultrasound transmission gel from a multi-dose container onto the patient's skin should avoid direct contact between the dispenser and the patient, personnel, or equipment, including the transducer. Researchers cultured ultrasound equipment, gel, and bottles in a physical therapy clinic setting and found that the bottle tips had the highest amount of bacterial contamination, 52.7% positive for nonspecific bacteria, 3.6% positive for methicillin-resistant S. aureus. Although the gel inside the bottle was also contaminated, 14.5% positive for nonspecific bacteria. Researchers in another study used adenosine triphosphate testing to evaluate the cleanliness of ultrasound equipment at five facilities in Australia and found 
that 46.4% of samples of ultrasound gel bottles were dirty. That is, quote, definitely unclean, end quote. If there is a concern about cross-contamination, such as when using gel on a patient who requires contact precautions or has a suspected or confirmed COVID-19 infection, personnel should either discard the multi-dose container after use or use single-use packets. Personnel should consider multi-dose ultrasound transmission gel containers to be high-touch objects when cleaning the environment between patients and clean the container in accordance with facility policy and the manufacturer's IFU. Personnel may use gel warmers in accordance with facility policy and the manufacturer's IFU to warm gel for patient comfort. However, warming the gel may increase the risk for infection transmission. Because of this concern, personnel should only use the dry heat method to warm gel. In a study of the infection risk associated with ultrasound equipment, researchers found that three, 42%, of seven heated gel samples were contaminated with Provendomonas aurantiaca and suggested these could be potential reservoirs for bacteria. Although the gel can be provided in sterile packaging, they caution that warming the gel can create an environment conducive to bacterial growth. Personnel should clean and disinfect the gel warmer on a regular basis in accordance with the manufacturer's IFU and as determined by the facility. After the ultrasound examination or procedure, personnel should remove all residual ultrasound transmission gel and cleanse the patient's skin. Personnel should report any adverse reactions or concerns about the quality of ultrasound transmission gel to MedWatch, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's Adverse Event Reporting Program.